LMT is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding. The street is full of corruption. It is baked in to every aspect of our society. 1900s, Lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today. This is written over 100 years ago. Hello, friends. It has been a few minutes, and uh, I make no apologies, but I do want to give you a few explanations. Um, I have not been able to find it in myself to go live, and I was debating about the validity of maintaining this program um, because I don't do this program for infotainment. I know, I know that's kind of what people do. Um, Maybe I'm a megalomaniac in my brain. Maybe I can't quite get past the idea that I think I can change the world, um, that we together can change the world. But I am looking for action, right? I'm, I'm constantly striving for that. And for those that work with me, they know, uh, especially those that work closely with me, they know that I am very, very serious about what I do. I'm, there's no half-ass in it i don't kind of do it sometimes and other times not and take a few weeks off like i did this time <clears throat> and um i but you know to do this kind of stuff you've got to really believe there's something to it there's a reason to do it and you know i've been watching a lot of the discussions online and there's moments where it's like ah, i gotta go live i gotta address that oh my god i gotta address that and I just didn't, I just let it go. Um, and I figured that when the time was right, I would go ahead and jump back in the saddle. And I felt like the time was right. It started with uh, seeing Nina Turner go out and say that the government is indeed the one that issues currency. That is a huge departure from her normal dismissive anti-MMT, ignore anybody that said anything to her kind of approach. And for me, it really soured me for years on Nina Turner. If some of you all don't care, you just love people, that's fine. I have a very specific mission, okay? My mission doesn't deviate, I don't change. I mean, I do change. I do change when new information comes through, but I don't give anyone a pass, anyone, for any reason, ever. It doesn't get the macroeconomics correct. I don't give Cornell West a break either, folks. I won't give anyone, no one that you love, when you care about, no one you hug and snuggle and you door knock. I will never give a single one of them a break for being macroeconomically illiterate. That includes any of your favorite alt media. That includes your friends, your neighbors. I don't care. There is nowhere that is not our mission to change. That's my mission anyway. And by extension, um, you know, it's, it's real progressives mission. It, it's the macro and cheese mission. It's the mission of this organization is to impact society, to teach people how we can have nice things. Now, I happen to be of a revolutionary flavor. I'm a MMT informed socialist Marxist. Uh, there's issues I take with Marxism because he didn't get, the MMT story, right? Well, guess what? People didn't know MMT back when Marx was writing. Some of this stuff was not fully, you know, developed, not fully understood. And so I give him a break because of time and place. 
But I don't give Joe Biden a break. I don't give anybody a break. I don't give any of our friends a break ever. Zero. There's no room for giving people breaks. There's no room for allowing them to have a different opinion. Because see, MMT isn't describing something that you want to happen. MMT is describing the way it is so that we can make change within the system that we have today. Okay. Now, the thing is this, the system that we have today isn't MMT. MMT is a lens. So it describes systems. The system we have today has got a million different hands in it. It's got a neoliberal driver at the front end of it. And it's got people throughout the system that don't want you and I to have nice things. Okay. And I've spent so much time trying to explain this to people that part of my reason for stepping away was I was absolutely thoroughly disgusted with people that still believe we can just vote our way to what we need. I was so brokenhearted that people still believe that there were people that were going to just, we're just going to get a few more progressives in Congress and everything will be better. It, it, it told me that I wasn't being effective for them to be that childlike in their understanding of the world around them. It meant that I wasn't doing my job. And I took that very hard. I, I, I was so ready to quit because if after all these years, people didn't understand that you're just not going to vote your way to what we need. And they took that as something totally wrong. And, you know, I can't meme my way out of it. I can't tweet my way out of it. I can't live stream my way out of it because people don't always listen. I can't podcast my way out of it. The fact is, I've been very explicit in telling folks, you know, do your voting, do whatever you've got to do to make you feel good. But just know that this organization is here to show you that we need to build power outside of the parties as well in absence of whatever. This shouldn't be controversial at all. This week's podcast for Macron Cheese will be with labor lawyer, lead labor lawyer, lead negotiator, Joe Burns of the American Airlines uh, flight attendants. They're getting ready to have a strike vote on Thursday. So Thursday we'll find out if they actually go on strike when we release on Saturday pretty exciting, right? But guess what? Class struggle unionism is not vote Democrat. It's not Democrats and not get a few more progressives in office. It's none of that. It's outside of the political process. It's outside of the duopoly. I'm telling you, like a union, Real progressives is here to not be a Democrat sheep herder, to not carry the water for feckless, disgraceful corporate Democrats, or to give Bernie Sanders a pass when Bernie Sanders says something completely feckless, like supporting Joe Biden way in advance. We're not here to carry his water either. That doesn't mean you can't carry his water. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to make you something you're not. If you're a normie and you believe you can still vote your way to the promised land, I clearly am not hitting the right notes with you. But this organization and my mission is to build energy outside of that because every time that we have seen real radical change happen in this country, it has happened outside of the electoral process. 
history is a motherfucker, isn't it? When you can look back and you can realize you didn't vote your way to the promised land, that changes things, doesn't it? But if you don't build up enough energy, if you don't build up enough solidarity, irrespective of what Biden says, because then you got to carry his fucking water if you're being a good Democrat, right? You got to carry his water. This is why the Green New Deal vanished under Biden, because he's like, build back better, fuck a Green New Deal, okay? There are people, including Bernie Sanders, who had to carry that water. No bueno, no thank you. No thank you. Not willing. Not willing to do that. And I know some of you all can't help yourself but to do that. And so this is where my stepping away became a thing because I couldn't stand the idea that there were people still believing that we were going to vote our way to a Green New Deal. The only way we're going to get a Green New Deal, the only way we're going to bring about changes in ownership of corporations and stuff like that is to have enough pressure outside the system that prevents them from using the system to co-opt and strangle and crush a movement. Okay? Period. Period. Okay? And so as we looked at Nina Turner's tweet where she said the thing that she hadn't said her entire existence, but out of nowhere says government issues currency. There's no reason we can't do whatever. Every single teabagger under the sun came out of the woodworks. Most people weren't there. Most, most people that I would have loved to have seen helping couldn't be bothered. weren't out there on. They weren't weren't doing shit. They weren't talking. They weren't helping. They weren't giving air cover to Nina. You want to vote for a few more progressives? Well, here's an opportunity to get them on board with the smart kids to teach them economics, to get them understanding. But alas, Nina sat there and took it. It was it was a subtweet. Unfortunately, it wasn't a primary tweet. But a lot of us shared it around. Okay. And then there was a shitload of you vote blue no matter who Democrats in there sit there saying, but what about our hard-earned tax dollars, right? And there was an opportunity there of epic proportions for those who were willing to be a part of activism. Now, mind you, a lot of people shit talk social media. A lot of people shit talk doing YouTube channels and podcasts and stuff. Oh, it's not a thing. It's not really activism. Fuck you, right? Some of us, don't have the ability to just go wherever we want to go and march down the street whenever we want. Some of us have to do it by any means necessary, by any means in our family's world, in our lives, the way that we can contribute. And education is key here. So watched Vote Blue No Matter Who's not understand how to fight back against all the teabaggers that were slamming Nina. Okay? Now, mind you, I really, truly had grown to the point where I couldn't stand watching anything Nina Turner had to say anymore. I got so tired of her saying my hard earned tax dollars carrying Margaret Thatcher's water, carrying Ronald Reagan's water and all the vote blue, no matter who's sycophants staring in that same belief. It's not that they haven't heard the taxes don't fund spending. It's that they don't believe it because they're people. They need their messiahs to tell them tax don't fund. Well, there's Nina Turner. 
I'm saying the government issues the fucking currency. And where were all the, just a few more progressives in Congress? Where were y'all? You were nowhere to be found. You were probably doing something else less exciting. Okay? And so it really was depressing, though, right? It was really depressing to see so many. And they weren't even attacking with, like, like, well, let me show you how the money works. They were just saying, ah, you don't get nothing for free in this life. All these stupid, low-life, ignoramus-type comments that extrapolate out to student debt relief, that extrapolate out to Medicare for all, that extrapolate out to a Green New Deal and climate crisis, that extrapolate out to every issue that's meaningful to you and your family, a federal job guarantee, and for even the dumbos that haven't quite caught up with the smart kids that a UBI ain't the answer. For you UBI folks, you didn't even know it then either. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? I find it weird. I found it very weird. I found it very troubling. And so I said, okay, I'm going to start going live again. I'm going to start doing this shit again. Um, but I got to tell you, the hardest part is that make you understand that by saying to organize outside of the electoral process, I'm not telling you how to run your life. I'm not telling you not to go to your local Green Party meeting or your local Democrat meeting or your local Republican meeting or whatever hell you do in your spare time to make you feel like you're participating in the process, right? Whatever it is that you feel, I'm not here to tell you not to do that. I'm just here to tell you that wherever you place your time is where your treasure lies. So if you're placing your energy in getting this candidate that's where your treasure lies. And if that candidate isn't talking about MMT and explaining that we can have these things, you're not really doing a whole lot of help in the big world, are you? You're really not. I'm watching people out there that are elevating people like JFK and Cornell West and Biden even, right? All, all of their preferred candidates, Marianne Williamson. Not a soul demanding that they get the econ right. Folks, when you look at a Venn diagram, big old universal set, and you think about the people that know what we're talking about, you're talking about a piece of dental floss. You're talking about a minor occlusion in a diamond inside this Venn diagram of the people that understand what we're talking about. That's not a symptom of them being stupid. That's a symptom of us who do understand that the government creates currency it's not the private Federal Reserve, right? The federal government, when it writes a law, creates currency by fiat, by decree, okay? And when you understand that, you do things differently. The world is different. You look at things differently. You, you attack problems differently. You don't just think of them the same way you thought about them five minutes before. It fundamentally changes everything about the paradigm, changes everything. And, you know, once you understand that they're not printing money, you stop saying stupid stuff like, if they just print money, it'll devalue it. Because you'd know better. If you're an MMT person, you would never say something stupid like, if they just keep printing money, it'll be devalued. You would never say that if you understand MMT. You would never say it. You just wouldn't say it. But those are the things that are being said out there. And it's not good enough to say, nah, -uh. 
uh gotta know how to respond and it's work god it's work it's you know sometimes it sucks to have to do the work to be able to respond to this stuff and so for the masses the masses just need to understand that money is a creature of the state and that the state can spend it into existence to do what it needs to do and can buy anything available for sale in its currency, whether it be the UK or the US or whatever. If you understand that, you stop saying stupid shit about, well, what happens when the petrodollar? You wouldn't, you would never say anything worthless like that again. You would never think, you would never even dream of saying something stupid like that, right? Right? You wouldn't, you just wouldn't do it once you understand. Okay. Anything that is available for sale in U.S. dollars, the government can buy as much of it as it wants. This is available. It has no means to live by. It creates currency out of thin air because it's a legal arrangement. Okay. The unit of account is the account of the United States, the dollar. Now, I might dislike my country immensely, might despise its foreign policy might despise its means of governance, might hate the oligarchy, might hate the military, might hate all these things. It does not change one iota how the system works. It doesn't change one thing. It doesn't matter that I'm a socialist. I could be a capitalist. In fact, one of the other things that was sending me out of this MMT circle was making me want to get out of the business altogether was watching the number of people surrounding the, the trading version of this, the, the wall street side of MMT. There is nothing less valuable to me than seeing people learning how to make money off of MMT of watching people talk about bull markets and this, that, and the other markets and, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't find that to be, we we're living in a climate crisis. We're living in a time where people are literally about to get slammed with huge amounts of student debt and nowhere to run. And these people are talking about, you'll know, get a few more sales in the wall street. That's just not for me, man. And it bothers me because you know, that old saying from Spider-Man, you know, uncle Ben's laying there on the ground. He looks up at Peter Parker and he goes, with great power comes great responsibility. You know, when you know MMT, you have great power. You have great understanding of the world around you. And with that should come tremendous amounts of responsibility, tremendous amounts of core responsibility to change the world, not just freaking get rich off of it. Not just, yeah, let me teach a few more of you guys to check the curve so you know when to invest and when to sell. Here's the Forex market. Here's this. Here's that. It really, really bothered me a lot. Broke my heart. Almost made me quit. And worse, I'm watching people that I know and love in a constant battle with Cullen Roche, who wrote Prag Cap, who was one of the original young bucks. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, in the MMT space. Cullen is now an MMT antagonist, okay? 
runs around constantly saying stupid stuff. You know the quickest way to not worry about Colin Roche? is to block his ass. Because it, the same fights people had with him in 2009 are the same fights they're having with him in 2023. And no one's changed his mind. In fact, he just becomes more recalcitrant. And it's kind of like a nerd's circle. It's, it's this group of people that really have a lot of power on the MMT side that are wasting it on Cullen Roche. They're wasting it there. And it bothered me a lot. It still does. It bothered me a lot. Because ultimately, we have this clock ticking, whether anyone acknowledges it or not. This climate clock is ticking. You know, it's what, uh, August 28th in the great state of Pennsylvania and up and down the road where I live, people's yards are filled with leaves. I have never seen fall hit in the third week of August ever. But there it is. Leaves are falling off the trees like crazy brown everywhere. Maybe it's because they're paying attention to when Walmart puts their Halloween stuff out. But if that was the case, they could have been having leaves on the ground back in May. Because I think Walmart probably had their freaking Halloween shit out uh, months ago. But my point is, is that we are up against an incredibly short window of time to make an incredibly large amount of change with a system that doesn't want to hear us. And I don't really care quite frankly, that socialists don't believe that money should exist. A communist don't believe. Fact is, is that give me your revolution. I'm here for it, man. If you don't have your revolution, then we got to do something else in the meantime. So with all due respect, right? With all due respect, we got to learn how the money system works. Also say that thing about follow the money. Well, we've talked about this so many times. Following the money will take you straight to the government who creates it out of thin air, but it will also take you to the people that it preferences, that it provides privilege to, that it spends that first dollar to, who get to disperse it through the economy, the huge multinational, transnational corporations, these monstrous military-industrial complex fucking bloodsuckers that get to disperse the money through the economy by paying their top henchmen and so forth without having an understanding of how the system works. You can't understand. See, people are still entrenched with the idea that banks run the world. And banks only run the world, if you will, because governments allow them to do so. Why? Have you ever noticed how people go into politics one day, broke, or yeah, kind of me middle road, and they leave with millions of dollars? I want you to think about how rich the Clintons got, how rich the Obamas got during and after the presidency. It's insane how much money they make. And why? Because they were keepers of the kingdom. They were keepers of the neoliberal order. They were keepers of this very system that predates on you and I, we the people. And so looking in that same system, and expecting it to self-correct by vote for a few more progressives is maybe the most 
mother's milk naive thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay. Very, very naive. So I'm sitting there watching once again people losing hope or putting their hope back into the political process. And they're doing it without making any demands. So we don't have a movement, folks. Part of this quote-unquote movement is just now realizing how bad the political system is, how hard it is to even envision making change in that system. <clears throat> the founders weren't fools. They put up safeguards and stop gaps all over the place to make sure, <coughs> excuse me, that moneyed interest stayed where it needed to be. We're going back to the quote unquote founding colonizers. Okay. The founding colonizers clearly when they put their shit together, they did it with the intention of a not caring about the little people and B ensuring their wealth was intact. So the very system that you're trying to work within was built to literally block you from having an impact. That's why we have a Senate. Senate is not a democratic institution. At best, we have representative governance, sort of, in Congress, in, in the House. But the Senate? They're just used as a way of thwarting the will of the people to prevent populism. And then you've got a parliamentarian, not to forget about them. But then you also have the Supreme Court. What is that there for? Okay. Each step along the way, the quote-unquote vaunted checks and balances are not really checks and balances at all. They're there to ensure that nothing fundamentally changes. That's it. They're there to prevent real change through the electoral process. So my point of coming back is to ensure that real progressives and our volunteers are aware that without sustained pressure, regardless of elections, regardless of anything's being said by politicians, whatever, if we're not steady building knowledge and steady building energy and steady organizing in terms of growing and mobilizing to create the environment that people will begin to understand that we can have nice things, but we can't have nice things. Why can't we have nice things? Because these gatekeepers are protecting capital and they're there to ensure that nothing fundamentally changes. And it's not just the electeds. In fact, they're the weakest of the bunch. It's really the big party apparatchik, all the folks within the parties that block and prevent democracy from happening, even in their own private corporations. But it goes deeper than that because many of the people that work in government have been there for 30 years, unelected, hired by somebody long dead to control how agencies operate, how things work. Some would call this the deep state. But there's a million ways that this system 
reinforces the status quo to prevent any form of change. And our job, our job is to not nibble around the edges to dink and dunk, but to have a class analysis as we, the people. So we are looking, when I say a class analysis, I'm not just talking about, you know, well, we know the working class, the, the proletariat and the petty bourgeois, and then the real bourgeois. And we're not talking about that. We're talking about having a view, having a lens that shows us how to assess information so that we're processing information with a socialist, with a people first, with a proletariat window into the world. We're absolutely looking at things through our lens and understanding, do we have agency? What is this happening? Who is controlling us? Who is making these decisions for us? And why do they have the right to make those decisions for us? If you look at things with a very critical eye, and I'm not talking, here, I'll give you an example. I'm going to come back to this, but I want to say something. I have edema right now, edema in my feet. And it hurts a lot. My ankles are swole. My toes are dimpled. It's fucked up, right? (laughs) With all due respect, it's hard to sometimes wrap your head around what to do. And there's a million people that come out and say, well, you know, the witches brew. We're going to go ahead and give you some essential oils and we're going to give you some crystals and we're going to tell you to do this dance with, you know, here's some incense and this. I, you know, I want to, I want to get these things taken care of, but the problem is, is that I may have, I don't know, congestive heart failure. I might have uh di- pre-diabetes, which is possible because I'm overweight. Um, I could have a number of things, right? So what do I do? I want to go ahead and get a, a fix. The problem is, is that everybody's coming at it from a million different angles. Oh, try this. I oh, try it. If you tried everything, everybody threw at you. You'd be dead because they'd probably counteract one another and you'd be poisoned and you'd die, right? No offense, but I don't want to go to the YouTube doctor or the YouTube virologist or the YouTube whatever. And at the same time, I don't want to go to Big Pharma, right? I want to go to a doctor that I trust and they're just hard to find. I want to find a way through it. So in my way of saying what I just said, I want RP to be a reputable source of leftist understanding of economics. And when I say leftist, I'm talking about the people, the working class. Okay. I'm not talking about, you know, I see all these little division points, the Pat socks and the Dem socks and the, this socks and the dirty socks and the Holy socks, whatever. Right. Got a million little, I mean, it's like the people's front of the Judea, Judean people's front. I mean, goodness fucking gracious. We got one and that is the working class, right? A lot of teeny little micro fractures in there, but it is one working class. And I want to be a resource that demonstrates not kissing up, not making excuses for, but literally represents our class interests. It's hard to do, hard to do when you've got people that listen to every politician out there, like 
you can almost see a mainlining normie speak. Oh, politicians said this. I heard Bernie. Oh. They just can't get enough. They just can't get enough of normie talk. That's not a class analysis. And every time one of these politicians says something that resonates, I think even with Nina Turner here about the government issues of currency, you know, I think her heart's in the right place. But is she controlled opposition? Is she going to immediately tell you to go to Joe Biden? Is Joe Biden suddenly the savior, the new Jesus Christ, the new Sinai Jesus Christ, whatever the hell he is? I don't know. I mean, I won't vote for him. Good luck if you do. That's not why I'm here, though. I'm here to provide a vision of what we could do. What, what do we want? You know? And I don't want to use a lot of the big words that you see some of these other leftist programs using. They're trying to make you so oh, just enraptured with their brilliance by using Hegelian terms or, or you know, we're going to use these deep philosophical viewpoints. But the fact of the matter is, is that while it's very important to understand philosophy, it's very important to understand history, it's very important to understand inter intersectional uh, political dynamics and, and socio-political um, socio dynamics. It's important to understand the struggle of each unique group that has its own problems. But in the end, that amalgam of craziness comes back to the working class. So I want to provide you provide us with a view of the working class okay now one of the challenges you know i don't know how many of you all have done a major change in your life had a major transition in your life but for those of you who don't know and those of you who do i'll reiterate i came from the far right I'm not talking about mid right i'm talking about far right I mean, I grew up in an area, and when I see friends from that area posting, even gay friends, God, gay friends, black friends, spewing MAGA bullshit, okay? Now, I don't really, I don't have any Trump derangement. I, I get it. The Democrats blow monkey chunks, so there's got to be an alternative because, right, we live in a duopoly, so it's either them or us, so blah, blah, blah. JV talk right there, junior varsity bullshit. But watching the stuff they say about, there's a meme, recent meme. It was like, they had a picture of AOC. Why they think she's the poster child, I'll never know. But they had a picture of AOC going. And so, of course, they make fun of her and they say something like, um, hey, you know, you just love your stuff more than you love humanity. And then they have this redneck down below with a gun and he says, you must love my stuff more than you love your life. Ha, 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 kind of thing, okay? And so this is back home. This is where I came from, you know? There was the A-team, the, the black guys fighting the white guys. There was always racial shit going on in Washington, D.C., in the suburbs. There was a lot of hate. I grew up in that, okay? And I grew out of that. And so I went through a lot of transitions. So I kind of come at this a little differently than others do. Some of you were born blessed to be Democrats all your life. Blessed, whatever, right? 
it wasn't my uh it wasn't my path okay i got to hang out with the stoners junkies and freaks i got to be with the homeless i got to be with the cocaine addicts with the you know walking into somebody in a hotel room in blue with a needle shoved in their arm I got to be around that too so to me when i think about the working class anybody that works for a paycheck part of the working class okay and the people that are living on interest income the petty bourgeois these folks they're not part of the working class okay that group right there kind of serves as kind of like a barrier between us and freedom in many cases and this is why it bothers me so much that so many mmt'ers are okay with just focusing on the investment focusing on capital, focusing on enjoying their portfolio. And it bothers me because there's a real war going on, inequality, major calamity within the environment, major calamity health-wise, you name it. And there are real answers. And they're focused on making wealth. And that bothers me. Should it bother me? doesn't matter. It does. And I don't know how to figure that one out. I don't know how to work through that. I've been struggling, struggling. But I guess in a way, it's a kind of a sign that MMT is growing because now we've got folks that understand MMT that were always capitalists, always corporate dem friendly. And we've got other folks that are MMT that are looking at things like Jason Hickel one of my favorite people out there who started more as a degrowth guy and became an MMTer, Bill Mitchell, guys like that. Okay. Bottle Kaboob. There are factions. There are groups of people that see the world a little differently that are focused on what I consider to be the right analysis, the appropriate analysis. Okay. And so within that space, and I'm going to disagree with folks here and there that I love, and I'm okay with that, but I just don't know how to operate within a space of people that understand the struggle of everybody, but yet they're still hyper-focused on maximizing their portfolio. I don't get it, and I can't get it. I'm trying. I haven't been successful in getting it. Anyway, with that in mind, I want to say also that we have done a few new things at RP. We've added a few more dimensions to what we're doing, and I think it's important that you understand why and what they are. So Macro and Cheese started out purely as an MMT podcast. Then after, oh, suddenly there was an MMT podcast, and then somebody else started an activist MMT podcast, and somebody else started another podcast, and another, and another. Applied, a macro trader, this or that. There's a million people that want that microphone. Most of them don't have a class analysis, though. Most of them are not targeting how to activate us to have that kind of Green New Deal world that we need. So I guess, I guess at the end of the day, we decided that it was important to start developing our own 
activists to really develop our own with our own real progressives, macro and cheese style focus. It, I'm not an economist. I'm a lay person. I just happen to have worked with economists for a decade learning this stuff. Okay. doesn't mean that I know everything. Hell, there's people out there that know a lot more than me. But what I've done is I've synthesized this stuff down to focus on the things that matter in our space. Like we could talk about reserve accounting. I went through reserve accounting classes. I went through Perry Merling's class on banking through Coursera. If you want to do it, it's free class. Go to Coursera and take Perry Merling, M-E-H, M-E-H-R-L-I-N-G, Merling, yeah. Coursera, and it's a great class. If you really want to know all the ins and outs of banking down to the nuts and bolts, it's great. Eric Timoyne wrote a great primer and several books on it. You can catch that. I think we have the banking primer on realprogressives.org, but New Economic Perspectives has the banking primer. If you go there, you can pick it up and you can dig in deeply into reserve accounting and all the other crap, but that is not going to change the world, folks. Understanding reserve requirements and stuff like that is way, way, way deep in the rabbit hole. And most people will never need to know that stuff ever, ever. Doesn't mean I won't talk about it here and there, but it just means it's just not that important. It's, it's, it's interesting. Okay. But in the end, if you just simply understand the government is the creator of the currency, that's a starting point. It's a good starting point. Okay that they have farmed out the banking part of this by creating the Federal Reserve, which is both part public and part private. It's the ingress and the egress into the public world, the domain, okay? When you understand how this works and understand before the Federal Reserve ever keystrokes a dollar, the law was passed that created that money, okay? You've never seen a dollar, my friends, ever. A piece of paper is not a dollar. It's a promise. It's an IOU. It's nothing more than that. The real dollar is invisible. It's a unit of account. It's a unit of measure, like an inch. You've never seen an inch. You may see a representation of a pound when you look at your gut <laughs> in the mirror, but you've never seen a pound because it's a unit of account. It's a unit of measure, okay? And so all these things you can get deep in the weeds on. You can be as crazy deep in the weeds as you want to be. I've gotten to a point now where I want to simplify things. I want to simplify things for Jane and Joe public, for us to be able to develop enough people to get to regular rank and file people, to make them understand the government could do this. The government's not doing this. Why not? And then once you begin to understand better, then you can dig deeper. You can go deeper if you want. You can go deeper. There's plenty of information out there. You can get lost in it. Okay. I don't want you to get lost. We're going to strap a board on your back as you go splunking into the MMT hole. Okay. Fact of the matter is, is that I am not, a developer of modern monetary theory. I am a dude. I'm a lay person that has spent an inordinate amount of time trying to learn this thing and therefore present it to you, other lay people, other people like me that maybe haven't invested the time 
Maybe you haven't made it their focus. But my goal here is to encourage you to make it your focus. Not just that part of it. Because the depth, like I said, it's not that important. Okay, if you ever are going to be in policy and you want to know all these things, okay, fine. You're going to work at the Fed or you're going to work, fine. Become an economist. Go to Torrens University, whatever. Go to UMKC, go to Levy. But for rank and file people, you just need to understand some basic things. And if you can get the basics down, you can understand the basics. We can come together. So what we did at RP, the whole point of me saying all that, is we're taking, because I don't like doing these things as infotainment. I won't do it. I'll quit before I make it infotainment. Well, I'm sorry. I want it to be informative. I want it to be something action-oriented. I want you to take what's being said here, ingest it, and figure out what to do with it, right? I want us as an organization to give you something to do with it. And I want people surrounding me that get it and are pumped and ready to fucking make change, not people that, God, I don't want to be here. Um, I want people that want to fucking change the world. Okay, We'll be surrounded by people that want to change the world. I want to go ahead and change the fucking world. So what did we do? Macro and cheese, 250th episode coming up very fast, folks. 250 episodes at one hour each, give or take. A couple of them were six, a couple of them were four, six hours. Some of these book clubs, stuff like that. Bottom line is we have given you a master's class, a doctoral class in economics and all the intersectional areas surrounding it. And we're going to keep doing that. However, it's not good enough just to listen and then not ask the follow-up questions that invariably come up from those podcasts. If you're listening to them, and I don't know who does and who doesn't, I want to make sure that that information isn't wasted by people just going, eh, I didn't have time. I didn't have an hour to spend there, but I spent three hours listening to Jimmy Dore, two and a half hours listening to some other thing. I didn't have an hour to give to macaron cheese. Give me a break. Okay? You got an hour. You got more than an hour. And it's audio. So you don't even have to look at it. So you could be on the treadmill. You could be changing diapers. You could be headphones. You can do it. However, because there's things that are said in there that sometimes we don't agree with. And sometimes there's things that are said in there that I didn't ask the best follow-up question, or maybe we didn't get everything out of that interview we needed to get. So what we've done is we've created a discussion group, a, a, a Zoom call. That's just, we aren't, we aren't making video of it. You got to be there to be there. Okay. And it's called macro and chill. And what they're doing is they're breaking the podcasts up into 15 minute segments. Everybody listens to it together and then they discuss. And then they go to the next 15 minute segment and then they discuss the next 15 minute segment. And then they discuss, this is the way we build community. This is the way we build shared understanding. And this is the way we can come up with next podcast. Hey, what didn't we cover that you would like covered? What do we need to cover that wasn't covered? What do we need to do to help you get to the level of knowledge you need to feel comfortable activating on these things? And so that, that macro and cheese released on Saturdays. We've got macro and chill, which is a Zoom call. On Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time, be there or be square. Okay. And then we've got supplemental with 
uh, the Rogue Scholar, Mondays at noon, Wednesdays at noon, Fridays at noon, okay? We are going to eventually find new ways of doing this through the book club that we've done. Folks, we've done great stuff with the book club too. We're trying to develop shared understanding. Not only do we do it with the book club, but then we follow up with the authors and have what we call an RP Live, where you get to actually ask direct questions of the experts yourself. Folks, we do more as volunteers than most people do for their paid jobs. No joke. And I want it to matter, though. I don't want it just to be busy work. I want it just to be a hobby. I want it to matter. So that's why I'm asking you guys to participate, to show up, you know, show up, get to know each other. Let's start developing shared understanding and let's come up with shared ideas on how we can activate on these things, how we can get a thousand people in front of the federal reserve saying, I know what you did last summer, a thousand people showing up in front of Congress saying you can spend on the people. I want to get us doing things that matter and build that knowledge until we have a movement strong enough to dictate to both parties what they will and won't do, to shatter the ridiculous idea that taxpayer dollars fund a government that creates money out of thin air. I'm tired of hearing dumb fucks say it. Tired of it. Absolutely tired of it. But we have the power because we exist and we show up and we do things. We can make things happen. If you don't show up, well, you can't make things happen, right? And it's not good enough just to hang out with a few extra progressives, a few extra communists, a few extra socialists. It's not good enough. If they don't understand the way the monetary system is, they can't activate on these key core things we're trying to explain, okay? Because every single issue that you care about, not some, all, including your local, including your local politics. Let me explain this to you. Money gets into the economy when it's spent at the top of the volcano and when it trickles down, when the lava runs down, that's how money gets through. When the government spends, it gets down to the state level, and then it drifts down to the local level, and it drifts down to your municipal governments, okay? People say, well, what about the 97% of bank money? Why do you suppose so many people need to take out loans to buy their houses, to buy whatever? This is all quote unquote bank money. Okay. When the government makes a decision to not spend on the people, that need will be satisfied some other way. And that some other way tends to be private banking, taking out a loan at interest. It does not have to be that way. But it is that way. I can't make people stop acting like this is just something. It's like, uh, dude, I know 97% of the money is fucking bank money. Big effing deal. The real big deal is why is it 
And the reason 97% of it is that way is because the government is trying to ensure the capitalists make their money, that banks make their money, that all these groups make their money with that interest payment. It's called job creation. All this said, I have a lot of shit pent up in me that's going to come out in the next several episodes of of, uh, The Rogue Scholar. I'm going to try my best to get you guys to focus on being part of the solution, to engaging in these events that we put on. We're not trying to build a million people, although we would love a million people. We're just trying to get our own friends, our own fellow travelers, our own people within our sphere to learn this stuff well enough to provide them with a platform, to provide them with an opportunity to ask questions in a safe place where we can go out and say, I don't know the answer to that, but I will get it for you. Or, hey, read this thing. Maybe this will help shed some light on it. Whatever. We want to build that place. And so Tuesday night's Macro and Chill is part of that process. The book clubs are part of that process. The RP lives are part of that process. The macaroni cheese is part of that process. And the rogue scholar is kind of like the glue between it all, trying to pull all those pieces together. If you want to be part of it, we want you to be part of it. Okay. It's an educational thing. And we're not walking away and chasing rainbows and butterflies and doing different things and chasing stories. I've been on a few programs. You guys have probably seen or heard me on different radio and TV or uh, you know different alternative media, you name it. I've, it's, it's hard for me to do some of them nowadays because if I don't hear them when I'm not on there talking MMT, I see them reverting back and doing stupid shit that I know that they know better or would like to believe they know better. It's very hard for me to get on their show and suddenly talk about Donald Trump. I don't have any interest in Donald Trump. Okay. I want to change the world. And part of the reason why fascism is rising is because we haven't explained the money story. These people don't understand. And if they did understand, Many of them might change the way I changed going from right wing to the other side of the spectrum. So anyway, with that, I am going to ask you guys to please consider liking and subscribing to the channel. Please consider becoming a monthly donor at patreon.com forward slash real progressives. Go to our website, realprogressives.org. Okay, contribute in some way, shape, or form. Not all contributions are monetary. Some of them are just simply ours, and some of them are just simply showing support by being here and sharing the stuff and going out on Twitter as much as you might not like it and helping us. This is a, an opportunity for all of us to make a difference. I need your help. So without further ado, I bid you adieu, and I guess I am out of here. 
If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support our efforts, please take a moment to subscribe and check out our other work on the Real Progress in Action YouTube channel and visit our sister organization's website at realprogressives.org.